Hi, how are you? Welcome back. This is the Old Head Podcast, and I am Stephen, your illustrious MC, or something to that effect. I'd like to take a minute here to welcome my new listeners slash subscribers and whatnot. Thank you for the support. And also, I'd like to point out that if you do want to sort of keep track of what's going on with me, with the podcast and with my music, there is a website now you can go to, and that website is oldheadpodcast.com. And when I say my music, I am referring to the project Supporting Actor, and actually my new EP was just released this last Friday. The EP is called Government Name. It's more on the heavy alternative rock side of things. If you're into that, go give it a listen. But all of this stuff, any social media links and anything you could possibly want to find is going to be on that oldheadpodcast.com website. I'm moving up in the world, folks. So this week, we are going to talk about vinyl. Yep. I am a vinyl collector, and I'm a bit obsessed with it, and the whole vinyl resurgence has really become a huge thing over the past few years, and honestly, I'm one of those newbies. I've only really been collecting for the past few years. I started my record collection back in April of 2016. Now, mind you, I am older, so I did have records back when I was young, up until my early 20s or so when I decided to start selling everything off for beer money, but I had a pretty moderate size collection of random stuff, but I wouldn't have called myself a collector. I was more into collecting CDs because that's what you did at the time. Now, I'm going to take this opportunity to draw a line in the sand and make it perfectly clear that I do not think that vinyl is superior to CDs. Anyone who says that needs to go look up the word superior in the dictionary. Now, do I prefer to listen to music on vinyl? Absolutely, I do. Do I prefer the sound of vinyl over the sound of a CD? Yes, I do. But if you truly break it down because of surface noise and the other elements that are involved with playing a record, there is no way that vinyl is technically superior sound than CDs. So now we've gotten that out of the way, let's get back to where I started with my vinyl collecting. So I never really intended to be a vinyl collector. I knew that there was a resurgence of vinyl collecting happening, and it seemed like more of a hipster thing, like for dudes that are really into Peter Gabriel-era Genesis, yawn. And so I really didn't think I was going to fall into it. But I remember going into a record store in April of 2016 and just looking around at the used records that were in there. And I ended up finding an old-school copy of Rat's debut album, Out of the Cellar. Yep, that was the one that made me decide to start collecting vinyl. So I went out and got a pretty inexpensive turntable to start my collection. I've upgraded since then. I'm not a tech head, so I'm not going to get into the specifics because what I am really interested in is the lost art form of the album. When I was younger, whenever I would get a new album, 
whether it be on vinyl or on CD, I would always set aside a time to sit down with nothing else happening in front of me. I would put in the CD or put on the record, sit facing the record player with the liner notes or lyrics open in front of my face, and I would listen to the entire album from beginning to end. And that's something that I feel almost never happens, especially with younger music listeners these days. And honestly, I had become one of those music listeners myself. But on that day, when I came home with my 1984 copy of Out of the Cellar, and I slid it out of the cover, everything just came flooding back. It really made me want to just sit down, play the record, look at the cover, look at the back, read the thank yous, read who produced it, who played what, and all the other little tidbits that would get thrown in with the liner notes. And I was just so overwhelmed with how fucking cool this was and why in the world would I have ever stopped doing this. And so, almost three years later, I have about... 555 records total. That's also including my fiance's record collection that she so kindly let me incorporate into mine. And for the last three years, I have been obsessed with record collecting. And I'm collecting records in maybe a different way than some people are because I'm not really interested in digging through crates at a record store. I just want the shit in my hand. So I've been using the website Discogs to get most of the records that I've been getting. And for the most part, I am all about getting the OG copies of these albums. Meaning, if the album was released in 1984, I want the version of the vinyl that I get to also be from 1984. Now, there are some that are so goddamn expensive, or maybe they were never pressed on vinyl. In that case, I'll get a newer copy, but I do not like those as much, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But the reason why I really enjoy having the old versions of these records is because it feels like I have a tangible piece of history that would otherwise be unappreciated or perhaps lost, especially in the case of bands that maybe didn't blow up as big as other ones did. And so the only versions of the albums you can get are these old school vinyl versions. And if you took anything away from the last episode of my podcast, I not only enjoy the music, but I also enjoy the story behind the music. And I feel I get a much more real version of that with the original copies instead of a newer one put out by some totally unrelated record label. So maybe a few of you are asking, what is my prized possession when it comes to vinyl? And of course, if you had listened a few episodes back, you would know that my favorite album of all time is the album Ride the Lightning from Metallica. And I do have a 1984 pressing of that album. And it's nothing special, but when you hold it in your hands, I'm like, this is the greatest album ever made. And this is from the time period that it was released. It just feels fucking awesome. And it sounds fucking awesome. And the weirdest thing that I've come across since I've become a record collector is the fact that 
almost 99% of all of the records that I have from back in the day sound amazing, meaning they're not warped, they're not off-center, they don't have major weird surface noise, and that's something that I'm finding is almost all too common with recent vinyl releases. It's gotten to the point that if I get anything new, I'm pretty sure that the hole is going to be drilled off center or there's going to be some sort of warp that's happened from it being stored in some warehouse somewhere. But, you know, I've come to terms with that. But it is very weird that back in the day when there were millions of records being made, the quality was much better. And now that there's a lot less being made, there's some sort of quality control factor that just isn't there? I have no idea, and I hope it gets corrected at some point. But that also brings us to another thing that's become very common today, which is the 180-gram vinyl fad that's been going on. And at first, I was under the impression that that meant that the quality of the vinyl was superior to that of a standard-issue vinyl release. But... At this point, that seems just as hit or miss as any other vinyl release coming out today. Now remember, I'm not into the whole technical aspect of things. Just give me the one that sounds the best. Is that so hard? Shouldn't be. But I digress. Let's get back to me as a collector. What is a holy grail of mine? What is one that I haven't gotten my hands on yet? And most of the time, these are records that may have been a limited pressing, or are just really popular records that everybody wants, but they haven't re-released them in many years. And the number one album that I hope to one day acquire is the 1990 album Facelift from Alice in Chains, one of my favorite bands. It's an amazing record, and I guess it came out on that cusp where CDs were coming up, vinyl was kind of inching its way out. Either way, they didn't make a whole shitload of pressings of it. And it's a tricky one, too, because if you go look for it, there's all these unofficial versions of it. I'll see people posting, oh, I got this new repressing of Facelift. And I'm all like, dude, you didn't. You got a piece of shit. But whatever. One day I hope to have a legit pressing in my collection. But at this point, I'd say a vast majority of the albums that I would really like to have, I have in some form or fashion. So I've become a little bit more interested in collecting albums that maybe I didn't know of before, that were smaller releases, but are still really good albums. And probably the best example of this that I've come across recently is an album by a band called Dog Soldier. And Dog Soldier is a band from Detroit, Michigan that only put one album out back in 1988, and the album is called Name Your Poison. Now, one day, while I was bored and looking around on YouTube, I saw somebody had posted songs from this album. I had never heard of this band, and they were kind of cool sounding. They had an 80s hard rock with a little bit of a punk vibe going on, and they had a female vocalist with a really interesting voice. Their music, to me, was a little bit akin to the first Faster Pussycat record, a little bit raw, but also a little bit 
mainstream sounding at the same time, but I dug it. And as I normally do these days, when I find something from the past, I immediately go to Discogs and look it up and see, is there one available that I can snag for my collection? And there was, and it was inexpensive. So when I got it in the mail, I found that the record appeared to be unplayed. And not only that, it included a promo sheet inside of it. And so I'm assuming that this was a copy that was intended to go to a radio station or something like that, but it ended up in my hands 30 years later. And the interesting thing that I found from the promo sheet is that not only was this the only album that Dog Soldier released, it was also the only album that their record label, Third Coast Records, released. Now, Third Coast Records was apparently an up-and-coming record label from Atlanta, Georgia, and what I gathered from what was written in the promo sheet, Dog Soldier was the first band that they signed and the first release they were pushing, and it was intended to put everyone on the map in a big way. They apparently had a major promo campaign aimed at college radio and commercial radio, and somebody from the Detroit Times even wrote that Dog Soldier was, quote, the best rock band from the Detroit area in 20 years. So it seemed like there may have been a little bit of hype behind this band and this album. But aside from the promo sheet that I found inside of this record that I bought, there is no other information that I was able to find about Dog Soldier or about Third Coast Records. Most of the time, if you search the internet a little bit, you're able to find something about some member of a band or even some kind of brief bio, but I couldn't find anything. It's like this band and this label may as well have never existed. And I find that shit fucking fascinating. And now this record and this story is part of my collection. So that might give you an idea of why I'm a little bit obsessed with record collecting these days. And now vinyl has become the primary way that I listen to music. Now I do have an Apple Music account, and I do use it, but whenever a new album comes out that I'm excited about, I'm always going to order the vinyl version, and that's the version that I wait to listen to. Now I understand that these days the majority of the world does not listen to their music this way, and I realize that the art of the album isn't as important as it used to be. Hell, I'm putting out music today, and I'm only releasing digital copies of it. One, because it's fucking expensive to put out records, but also because I know that that is how most people listen to their music. And at this point, I've only been releasing EPs with four tracks on them apiece, because I realize that The album's not really important. People are usually only listening to a song or two here and there. So while I am excited that I have the ability to release music to the world easily via the internet, I also miss the idea of not only the album, but like I spoke about on the last podcast, the idea that music was special. And when you listen to it, it was an event and something that you set aside time for. Now, I'm not one of those old folks that complains about how video games and iPhones are ruining our children. No, I realize that 
times change, things change, people change. And because of that, I find it even more important to hang on to these relics of the past. And who knows, maybe when my daughter is all grown up and I'm gone, she'll end up selling off my collection for hopefully thousands of dollars. But maybe that big old pendulum might just swing back the other way. And the idea of the album and music as an art form might end up becoming more important again. And maybe my record collection might be her window into the time when it was truly at its peak. And maybe her or her children might decide to sit down one night with no other distractions and face that stereo and open up that gatefold and read along with the lyrics and study that artwork and learn every musician's name that played on their favorite album. And maybe it will mean something to them. I can only hope. But for now, it means something to me and I'm sure to many of you. And so I will continue to obsessively collect records until I head off to play that great gig in the sky. Here's where you all are supposed to queue up your copies of Dark Side of the Moon. Or whatever you feel like listening to. I'm going to wrap this up so you guys can go enjoy your music of choice through whichever medium you prefer to listen to your music. Because we're all in this together, folks. Thanks for listening. Please visit oldheadpodcast.com. Please like, please subscribe, please comment, please send me an email at oldheadpodcast at gmail.com, and please, please, please let me, let me, let me get what I want this time. Thanks, Morrissey, and thank you all for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.